The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. and see how that plays out, like Angron. I think the Emperor did make mistakes. Yeah, mainly dealing with chaos. I don't think that was a mistake. I don't think it was Absolutely. In the history of chaos, no one has ever made a deal with chaos and come out on top. Why did the Emperor think that... He's still on top. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he's on top of his golden toilet. Right, but he can leave his body whenever he wants. I mean, not per se. He's got to stay there to maintain the astronomicon. That's what, they, that's what they want you to think. Humanity. Oh, I see. Yeah, human, human. It's just human a corpse on a throne. Dominates dude. the galaxy for ten thousand years. Humanity has dominated the galaxy. You can say what you want about the Imperium as a you know fascist, dark, you know whatever. Uh, Don't do it. It's going to go off the thing. But, but. Humanity has thrived and dominated the galaxy not for 10,000 years. Dominated, maybe, but not thrived. No. Well, I mean, it's still pushing out. It's been... It has been... Untold billions. It's reputedly Wait, uh, hammered I, in, I, I but the Imperium is a slow decline. So, it is a 10,000-year death sentence. I don't know. So, you, you, so you've got to weigh that that against what you what you read in Master of Mankind and other places like Unremembered Empire and Outcast Dead where the and, and the Last Church, uh, where basically the Emperor says, you know, if I hadn't intervened directly the way I did, we were facing species extinction within a generation, at least on Earth. Right. So if the Emperor had not formed the Thunder Warriors and the Unification Wars, humanity was basically extinct within a generation. Now, the other human colonies out in the galaxy, how long would they have lasted? We don't know, but it's presumable that Xeno's species would have taken them out. Um, or simply, you know, chaos, infestation would have taken them out. So when the emperor talks, he's talking about the unification of the human species as the only viable path for uh, survival. And you, you have to weigh that against all the possible alternatives. So, yeah, does it suck that fucking, you know, he's got to come in with a heavy hand and basically just do what he does, but yeah, but so that's the only viable alternative for species survival. So I think I think he, he is winning, dude. 10,000 years down the road, he's fucking still on the golden throne, he's still kicking ass, he's still beating uh, chaos. Kicking, yes. Yeah, but winning would have been letting him die and revive, so he can just restart the crusade. Right, but now he's got his primarchs that are still controlling everything, and he's got However many years to sit on the throne and he, do whatever psych mojo he needs to do. He's got one Primarch. <laughs> right, but he's they're still for now, constant for now. havoc right. and taking for over. Now. And they're still dealing with chaos. But going to Lost Church, the old priest, he, he's the biggest boss ever. I love this dude. What? Oh, just give, giving the finger to the emperor? Just not. Nah, Walking into you. the bar burning church, just going in there like, fuck you. <laughs> you can kill me, but I'm sticking to my church. Yeah. 
It's like a, that's a really good story, though. It was it a, great, whole it's a great story. It was, I think, the first her story I listened to, and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually interesting. God damn it. <laughs> but that's what I mean. They say the Emperor has to stay on the throne to maintain the webway and everything else, you know? Do we but know if it's true? We, nobody knows. Magnus might know. Who put him on But he's too throne? busy trying to Dorn. find himself. Doran and Baldor. So he's on the throne. He's Valdor psychically is, uh, everywhere he wants Captain to be. General of the custodians. Oh. He's the top, top custodian. Yeah. Well, he's the most. I mean, he literally trained Magnus how to do that exact thing. There's an interesting um, commentary in. Do you remember the um, game that came out in the early 2000s, Inquisitor? Vaguely? I know of the it was, game. It was like, I don't know. It was like a 54 millimeter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, a board game. Yeah. 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 No, it was tabletop. Like, tabletop. It was an RPG. It was, it was an RPG. It was like an RPG tabletop yeah. game. So within the, the, there was a book that was released, the rule book, and it had a, a narrative conversation in the very beginning. Um, there are four factions in the Inquisition, right? This is from Eisenhorn. So there's the, uh, the Thorians... <laughs> They're the Istvanians. They're the. Um, well, there's, there's certainly more than four, but it, it breaks down. To it breaks Malleus, down. Malleus, Hereticus, and Zenos. No, no, no. Those are the Ordos. But yeah. within within those, there are basically Puritans and they're sort of radicals. And within right. the Puritans and the radicals, there are four, there are four organizations. But they basically, there's a conversation at the very beginning of that that says exactly what this conversation is about: Is the emperor dead? Is he alive? Can he leave the throne when he wants? And, you know, basically, does he need to be released from the throne? So is, should there be a secret mission to essentially assassinate him, to release him, to uh, be, you know, rebirthed? Um, yeah, but I think they've retconned that whole Star Child thing. I, I, I don't know if they have. Have they? They certainly haven't touched on it in a really, really long time. Right. Because so, for a while there was the thing, like, there's descendants of the Emperor from when he was, like, actual biological descendants, and they all contain a part of the Emperor's soul, and if we hunt them down and we kill them, then those fragments of his soul return to him, and eventually once we kill all of them... Where was that? The Sensei, right? The Sensei, yeah. It's it's old, old lore. We're talking, like, like early third edition, like second edition. Kind of shit? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. super old, and I don't think it's been even, like, acknowledged yeah. since then. Okay. Although Inquisitor was from the early 2000s, but... I think that was roughly what? Fourth edition, edition territory? Does Eisenhorn have anything interesting in it? Eisenhorn yes. is a great... Sir, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot stand the book because... Really? I tried to read the first chapter or the first book, and I just could read I, I, I... It's, so the first person does throw you off. So I hate the English first person. Yeah. I'm very sorry about this, but just I can't... Just because it's the single letter? No, just because... So what the, I the learned at school is if you if you write something, you don't want to start every sentence with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And oh, then, yeah. and then. Yeah. But in English, if you start something with I, what else could you do? So Dan Abnett so has hard. said, he actually, he said this after writing Eisenhorn. He mm -hmm. said he'd never write anything in the first person again. He said it was an experiment. Was and he said it was the most exhausting thing he's ever done. Yeah, I can I can't so, read it. But I, I love it. I think it's amazing. Ravenor, Eisenhorn, part two. Right. I mean, it, it, because it, it gives you the perspective of being in Eisenhorn's head, right? And then so you, that's where we all need to be. <laughs> you're his conscience, and you fail. 
<laughs> well, it's, it's Jesse? Yeah. I might try to get to some German because I feel like it would be less bad in there. Huh? Am I? Is there other Eisenhorn translations in German? I I'm guess, sure there are. I don't know. I didn't try. That'd be awesome. To find something. Yeah. That'd be cool like, to find out. This would be a point where you try a different Do language. Ich bin. <laughs> so if you read Eisenhorn in German and you're like, this is way better, you have to come back and tell us. Yeah, if, if I find it, it's yeah. better. That'd be awesome. But if it's also Gentlemen. just ish, ish, ish. Hello. I gotta make the venture. All right. All right. Jesse, thank you. Uh, I'm glad I could make it. Drive safe. I will I try. I'm following as I can look at the door. Gotcha. 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 Ah, no, I don't think the imp- I don't think the emperor's got it all under control as much as he'd like to, or people would like to believe. No, I mean I don't think he has it all under control. But I think when you look at what I think when you look at him in context of essentially a galaxy that's unforgiving and ultimately seeks the destruction of humanity, hmm. I think exceptions can be made. Eisenhorn right? is in German. Yeah. Xenos. You know what you have to do. At least do. Xenos. Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> you know, you, it's an e-book. You so. know what you have to do. Yeah. Mission. They look like, oh, did they sell the paperback? They do. Oh, I guess I know what I am doing. <laughs> uh, mm. One paperback book for 25 bucks. Why don't you just buy a hardback at that point? Maybe it is hardback. See. I can't I don't know what the German is for hardback. So, uh, Varum, Du, Dice, Bush, Lesen, Salt, I don't know. I guess you'll just have to ask your girlfriend. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I do know it's in German. So, next time we go to Germany, maybe I'll find it somewhere. We'll do our best. <laughs> I wonder, uh, I wonder what book the Emperor is going to show up in, like, with rules and stuff. Probably not eight. No, but not definitely. No. So, I'm thinking they're going to go to ten. I think so. I think eight will. Eight I remember they, they originally ones. said they were they're going to have like twenty black books. No, they no. Oh. Well, that was that was pre Alan Bly passing away. Yeah. But if they do ten, I think that'd be great. It would have all the twenty legions. Yep. Then they'd have two books or at least another book to do whatever they want to do with the scouring. I don't think yes, they're going to get to the scouring. Eight malevolence, which is which is Cygnus. All right. Blood Angels mm-hmm. and White Scars a little bit in Chondax. Yep. Nine is going to be Thromus. Yep. Dark Angels. Dark Angels and, and Night Lords. Night Lords again for some reason. Uh, dark, and Dark Mechanicum. And Dark Mechanicum. And ten is going to be oh, the Gates this of Terra. Right. And ten is where the Emperor is going to show up. Ten, ten, ten will be Terra. Ten will be Terra. Malkador, the Emperor. Well, that's, yeah, that's a that's huge so jump, though. It's not. Like, I could see War in the Webway this ten. I. No, we're not going to get War on the Web. Nah. Not as a separate book, I no. don't think. It would be good, though. As It'd a be amazing. It would be a great fucking All amazing. Your demons, what would you... Updated Talon of the Emperor rules. Yeah. I mean, well, Talon can just as easily be updated in, on, in a Terra book. True. Like, yeah. No, I think I think we'll get Terra as 10. I think we'll get um, 10, and then we'll be done. I don't know. I, I would. Think I think we'll get a scouring book. I If we get a scouring book, yeah. that'll be it. That'll be it. I, I, because there's a lot of stuff in the scouring that like informs quote unquote modern day. Well, we can't. We get the Iron Cage. We get the death of uh, Gilliman. So the scouring. You get the death of uh, Alpharius. Do you think we'll get the scouring before we? So do you think we'll get forward before we go back? Because I think it's right. 
I think we're going to go Unification Wars and Techno Barbarian Hordes before we go Scouring. I don't see Scouring as being a big sell because for Forge World, it's all about selling. It's the lore, but it's also models. Right. So what does is, what is Scouring give you? Scouring is a, is a bridge between... Now, granted, uh, with the change, with the now difference in rule set between Heresy and 8th edition, but it previously, when they were running on the same system, would have yeah. been a bridge sure, when between they were legions on the same now system. being transferred over to chapters. It gives so for loyalists being able to play with chapter rules, chapter yeah. tactics, kind of stuff like that, and for traders now being able to mix more malefic stuff in, Ooh, or just kind I, of representing... And Dark Angels blowing up Chemos and Barbarous, baby! Uh, you know what? Oh yeah, because that right. was them. Yeah, I take yeah, it sorry. back. I, yeah. Steve, would you like to try some sherry honey mead? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm actually fine. Carol, thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I appreciate everything. The whiskey was amazing. So, Remember to retreat. Sponsors, responsible drinking. That's right. <laughs> Drink responsibly, kids. You know, stay so in school. Please enjoy heresy responsibly. <laughs> No, I no, I, I I see that now. I see the scouring as doing this. Stephen is uh, giving chaos legions or traitor legions the ability to organize as war bands. Yeah, which would be fucking amazing. It'd be cool. It would be amazing to be able to kind of tweak, you know, your former legions and make them into the chaos war bands. Sort of chaos warbands that we know and love today, yeah. and then forming little hunting packs that went into the Eye of Terror. But yeah, I don't know, man. I hope so. I mean, I hope that 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 you know, Forge World and Horus Heresy keeps cranking on the same path. Granted, I don't know how well that but, would work with yeah. the difference between a now the Heresy and Eighth Edition. Um, but at least that's what I would have thought would have been a good idea back when they were running on the same system. But it'd be a, it'd be a nice bridge between. Uh, legions and chaos space marines and legions between space marines. You, you know, you're not wrong and and actually the, it might even give people a rule set that to play that they've been kind of Well, yeah, to play space marine chapters. Like so if you're just not sold on 8th edition, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've gone through the whole Horus Heresy and you you know Age of Darkness rule set and you know we get to book 10 and we're done, or whatever that is, you know, the the Siege of Terra is over, but you just want to keep playing into 40k, right. and wherever GW proper is with, you know, 40k, what if you just don't like that rule set, Forge World gives you a, a, a one volume book that covers Codex Astartes, chapters, covers Chaos Warbands, Covers demons, covers that whole gambit. Now that could be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, that could be amazing. Plus, the scouring, like I said, has a lot of cool yeah, battles in it. Yeah, I would love to see missions for the Iron Cage. Scalifrax was doing the scouring. Yep. Um, Dark Angels blowing up Trader Homeworlds. Everything they can get their hands oh, on. Yeah. But you know how terrible traders we are. Yeah. But you know we're gonna blow up Kilos and Barbarous. This one, Barbarous, did they? No one seems to know what happened to Barbarous. Okay, so at least, so I got the uh, the Horse Heresy journal, yeah, which has little fun little tidbits, and in that one of those little tidbits on a page on the bottom, it has a certain date and says the Dark Angels destroyed Barbarous. Badass, that's badass, dude. 
I'll take it. Fuck it. I'll Badass. take it. Because I know in because I know well, there's uh, the dark uh, the death dark. Yeah, so much area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know in 40k there's a uh, there's I, I want to say it's maybe in one of the imperial armors, maybe imperial armor 13, uh, where the mechanic are looking for Barbarus and they can't find it. <laughs> Probably on account of the dark angels. Yeah. Just the dark angels blew up Barbarus and didn't bother to tell anybody. <laughs> we do oh. our ways. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. We might have blown it up, but we're not going to show it off. We're just going to, yeah. We're just going to make a nice little float note. Up. That's it. Don't worry about it. Footsmen. Where's Barbarus? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Barbarus <laughs> went to a farm upstate. <laughs> Got lots of room to run around with all the other traders. Barbarus joined the circus. That's right. <laughs> so. The mechanical story. Mechanical Dahlia. Oh, yeah. I really like the whole stack on the bottom, especially the part where she's where that was the whole dream about the dragon, and she uh, figured finally out what a dragon is. Oh, yeah. God, this was great. I had my hard time with the book in general, but the uh, just the little story was nice. In mechanical. I love. Yeah, I love where Dahlia. the emperor comes by, stabs the dragon, and drags it away to put it on Mars to get somebody to watch watch it out and make sure that the dragon keeps living. You want to try the best of both? What I thought was great about I that story is that it's a blend. It's a blend. Dude, <laughs> Dude I'm judging you so hard right of now. Two terrific, terrific whiskeys. Oh god, no! It smells like I licked the ashtray. <laughs> That's most whiskey. What, yeah. what, what yeah. I thought was amazing about the the that story about the Mechanicum in in Mechanicum about the Emperor fighting the dragon is that the Emperor defeated the dragon but knew that he could never kill the dragon. Mm-hmm. He couldn't destroy the dragon. So the Emperor, even with all his power That's the first instance of humility in the Emperor's history. I, I, I would agree with you. So yeah. he, he goes to Mars How and, the hell does the Emperor go to Mars? With a spaceship. Well, where did he get the spaceship yeah. from? I mean, yeah, because this is like ten years before. So we gotta understand that. Even though spaceships are around. Webway. Still. Webway is a possibility. Webway is a possibility. I don't know. Is it? Did it exist back then? It yeah, absolutely. I, I was talking like. I so it I'm a little rusty on my camera. Maybe he just the slaying like of the dragon. Was that take place? Was that during medieval time? I believe it was the. It was. Was it the same? George? It's the St. George myth. Yeah, I think it is. Slaying of yeah. Dragon. Yeah. Pretty much the whole St. George thing. With the Emperor being such a psychic being, like yeah. the, the possibility of him going to next door planet right. isn't really beyond well, all possibility. Well, he still would have to bring somebody to watch out for the dragon. It was a castle rocket. So, castle how rocket. did you bring a person who was the babysitter of the dragon up to Mars? The, the quote unquote, what do they protect? The protectors or whatever, the guardian or whatever. Guardian, yeah, guardian. Yeah. Um, the guardian weird, like, little long forgotten bits of 40k that haven't been retconned. So it's, no, it's, it's because it's fucking Graham McNeil just going off on his own doing <laughs> crazy shit, man. Like, we love you, Graham McNeil. We do, absolutely. Oh, Graham, yeah. Graham, write us a story. Oh, dude, it's like 7 a.m. Quick, drink all this whiskey and then write us a story. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, I got it. What if, like, the Emperor was St. George? Who? St. George, he fought a dragon. Just, just keep up. <laughs> keep on going. Yeah, that's, you gotta accept that. that's a podcast I would listen to. Graham McNeil on an angry, like, explanation of how things are happening. 
Why did, why did this do this? How did he get to Mars? He, it was a, it was a castle, a rocket, a rocket castle. <laughs> this plot came out of Ducktales or something, yeah. you know, out of the uh, comic. Oh, how do you call them here? Lustig is touching is what they call it. Mighty ducks. No, it's cartoons. Not. Yeah, but <sighs> it's just the cartoons about Doug and Doug. Oh. Scrooge McDuck and Donald Duck. DuckTales? No, the DuckTales and Labels also Mickey Mouse. Well, all of them. Oh, <coughs> I don't know. Disney cartoons? No. Yeah. It's, it's not a cartoon, it's a comic book. Well, that... The shit. Duck. I don't know. I can't read. <laughs> duck, uh, duck World? You don't have to read comics, Steve. That's you why feel they them. fucking make pictures. They got little words. <laughs> they got the squigglies that put the thoughts in your head. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I love, I love when... The black library authors go back and like connect, cleans like, shit up, like myth and lore to you know the thirty k forty k universe. Like the whole Saint George myth, I think is fucking is mm-hmm. brilliant. The, it, they do it more than once because they do it back in Mesopotamian era with uh, um, the emperor, right? Yeah, you know. So he's like he's like this fucking figure that moves throughout humanity mm-hmm. and he's the he's essentially the savior of humanity. He's God. Well he is God. And Jesus. And yeah, probably a good basically. Yeah. Effectively, probably, yeah. He probably got nailed onto the cross because whatever. Yeah, no, I mean I, I mean I think that is the <laughs> days later, well this was an inconvenience. <laughs> like uh, okay if I have to yeah, look at no, some Visigoths on your ass Rome. I yeah. forget this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think that's probably where they're going, where they're going with the with the, the lore and the plot. I mean, if you follow it to a lot, to its logical conclusion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it's definitely alluded to. Yeah, the whole emperor, the whole thing of the emperors, he can be everything and he can be nothing. It's kind of like convenient because he's a psyker. He can look however he wants. He can be whatever he wants. He can do whatever the hell he wants. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely an, it's a it's a narrative. Um, He's a blank check. Yeah, make it very easy. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't know how much you know. I don't know how many more times they can keep writing that blank check. Right before it's it's eventually, right? Yeah, eventually it'll bounce. You, you got it. You eventually have to nail some of this. They've been shit doing down. it for about thirty years now. Yeah, they can. Keep, yeah, no reason they can't stop now. They're that old. But uh, no, I mean I, I I like it. I think they've 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 done a good job with it. Yeah. No, I I really did not expect to be the Lord of Steve. Like when I when I started going out with him, he told me about Horus or this whole Warhammer stuff. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I dated somebody who was into uh, Shadowrun. That's all right too. Yeah. But it's cool. way more advanced than Shadowrun. There's a lot. Like, yeah. The, yeah, the books are amazing. A lot of them are really good. The lore's interesting and just there's so many things you don't know, which is kind of sad, but at the same time it's also great. It's true. Yeah. I think it's cool that Carol, you can read it just as fiction, right? Just as lore without I can read it like Harry Potter. Yeah, much. read it just like Harry Potter. And I think that that speaks to the level that we've gotten to in terms of like you know, um, just the quality of writing, man, which is, which is fucking awesome. Uh, I was I was telling a girl the other day. I was like, "Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna read something, I would suggest starting with uh, the Gaunt's Ghost series first and only." Yeah, because it's the first book that they wrote. 
So they kind of needed it to be able to exist on its own outside of like the influence of the setting. And so, if you just read it, it's just good sci-fi. It is. It which is, book? really. It's uh, just good. First and only. Which is the first of the Gaunt's Ghosts book. It's a 40K series. Oh, I didn't hear about that. That's fine. Yeah. Read it. And you sad like the rest of us. <laughs> See, for Caro, it's a little bit unique. She went from 30K... She started with 30k. Right. Oh, wow. I, I don't think for I us, we started most of us for 40k. Yeah, I don't think I ever 30K. read a 40k book so far. Oh wow! Like, yeah, God's Ghosts is usually started, the best 40k series that there is. I started with the Horus trilogy, with False God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Horus Rising, False God, and uh, was it Hor- yeah, Galaxy and Flames? Galaxy and Flames. The spoilerific third title. <laughs> oh no. Gee, I really hope this turns out okay. Yeah, this there's a third book. Galaxy and Flames. Oh, crap. Oh, no. It's <laughs> just not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I hated the second I But let me just pick a random heresy book. At, uh, oh, Betrayer? Oh, no. <laughs> what are you really Deathfire? That sounds bad. So, the book Betrayer. Where does it get a title from? There's so many instances of Betrayer. Yep. I really like the fact that. Um, that's a good question. Ostensibly... The first thing that comes to your mind is Karn. Yeah, but why is His Avatar being the betrayer later. But yeah, he doesn't betray anybody. He's um, not yet. So Erebus is betraying a whole bunch of people. There's a lot of... Betrayal uh, is, a, is a constant theme in Betrayer. Jesse, come on. Way. Come on, Erebus freaking stabbed Argotar. That's betraying. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. There's yeah. about to be some major spoilers here. Oh, yeah, but I'm That's a really interesting question that Carol asks. So, the title of the book, right. The Betrayer. It's just Betrayer. No, it's just mm-hmm. Betrayer. Okay, just yeah. Betrayer. Who, who, who's the Betrayer? Everybody. Could be, well, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the... Uh, Erebus is a Betrayer to Arbital. Oh, yes. um, there's the obvious reference to Karn. Yep. Uh, Lorgar, in a sense, betrays Angron in order to save him mm-hmm. by effectively damning him. Uh... Horus is there, the arch betrayer. Uh, there's constant allusions back well, to the, the emperor betrayer. betraying the word bearers, hmm. and the word bearers' betrayal at Calf, and the whole betrayal the of the emperor, part. and the betrayal of the emperor. That's right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty solid theme. Really. Everyone's betraying everybody. Yep, it's a good book. Yeah, it is. it's a top Machiavellian Horus Heresy it's book. A, it's uh, a top tier Horus Heresy book. I just wish they would not have killed off Argotal. Like he was. A Spoilers. Very cool. You Arcotal already said dies. that. You already said that. Come on. I think everybody at this point in the heresy knows that Argotal, unfortunately, gets that by freaking Airbus. Catches it in the back. R.I.P. Should have listened to your demon, bro. Yep. Yep. Yes. Just let me kill him. So, Can you imagine? It would have changed everything. Everything. Everything would have changed if Argotal let that demon. Do the thing. Just listen, do the thing. Listen to your demons. That's the moral to take away from kids. Thank you, Aaron Nemsky Bowden. Moral <laughs> <laughs> story. Those deep day. thoughts, those those voices in your head, listen to listen them, folks. No, 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 no. Only yeah. listen to them if they give you wings. That's if they right. don't give you wings, then don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> wings going to be real upset point. when James starts talking about his animals talking to him. <laughs> mm. Do they give him wings? 
No, then you shouldn't listen to yeah. them. That's 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 my point, though. That's your metric for which voices you should listen to is the yes. ones that give you wings or the good voices I and feel, the ones that I don't. Feel like that's fair. Well, that's ones the ones that give you superpowers, you if should I, probably if listen. I, if I get she wings. didn't specify superpowers. She just said wings. Yeah, Steven, <laughs> if I get wings, then it's so freaked out. I can really listen to the voices in my head. Then it's already too late. It's true. Like, come on! I, I'm used to having freaking stuff going on, but not wings. You gotta listen to something at least. <sighs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. I just really like Betrayer. We talk yeah. about Betrayer all day. I don't know if I it's like. Good book. What What do you like? Which book do you like more, the First Heretic or Betrayer? Betrayer. A thousand times Betrayer. Oh, I mean, that's the First Heretic is also a really good book. The Master of Mankind or Betrayer? Betrayer. Betrayer. Why? I don't like Master of Mankind. Because Master of Mankind is, like, I don't find custodians interesting or compelling characters. And there's not yeah. enough of the sisters in Master of Mankind to, like, really me, enjoy them as characters. And the Emperor has always just been boring to me in general. You but just don't like the Emperor. Because you, like you, don't, you don't like the good guys. You don't want the good guys to win, man. That's not so, entirely true. I root for the ghosts I every I'll time. I'll say myself, Dave, a staunch loyalist Dark Angel player as I am, Yeah. I do like Betrayer more. Because I feel like... They're both written by Aaron Dembski down. They are all three written. Yeah, but... And there's something about Betrayer where the characters are more likable. There's they're, more. They're it's, more real. It feels, yeah, like I, which you know you can't really. It's hard fall, to do the you can't, emperor. You can't fault. You can't blame. You, you can't, it's, it's hard to do the emperor. It's hard it's to do hard the custodians to do as likable human yep. characters yep. because they Agreed. completely are not. Agreed. Yeah. So, I, but in, I honestly, do like the end of Master of Mankind, though. Yeah, I think that. For anybody to take on the challenge of writing the Emperor in his own voice, which is what, you know, ADB did in Master of Mankind. It's a huge, huge fucking challenge, man. And, I mean, to me, he 100%, 110% pulled it off. Uh, chapter 13 of the Master of Mankind is, like, probably the landmark of the heresy for me. Um, you know, it's where we hear the Emperor in his own voice explaining to Ra, you know, why he did the things that he did, which, it just, I mean, that's just so... I mean, we don't get that anywhere else. So, yeah. It's true. Betrayer was an amazing book in terms of uh, character development. I think everybody loves Argyll Tall, and it was a great story in terms of yeah. fiction. But the Master of Mankind, I think, will stand as, like, a landmark in, in fiction, in heresy fiction, because we hear the Emperor in his own voice for the first time, and it's fucking so pivotal, dude. It's yeah. just, it's, it's so awesome. That's true. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Master of Mankind is an amazing book. Yeah. But if I just wanted to sit back and read a fun story, oh, yeah. Betrayer's the way to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Me and the problem with Master of Mankind was I just lost interest. There was some time where I just couldn't stand it anymore. I tried to listen to it. But it was not interesting enough to keep me hanging on. Like, I don't... For me, from the fiction point of view, Master of Mankind starts interesting with the Emperor being its own, his own person and having a little bit of backstory. But at the same time, it just gets uninteresting. Like, for me, the big-ass fight was just like, oh, wow, another fight, and 
Yeah, no, I'm out of here. Yeah, Master of Mankind for me felt like it's very, uh, very Superman. Just you, Superman. You always know that he's going to win. It's just a matter of how many times he has to punch somebody before he does. In this well, case, it was the same with Custodians. Know. Like these Custodians are going to have a hard time, but they're going to win. How many demons are they going to kill between now and then? I don't know. Well, at the end, did they really win? No, I don't think they did at yeah, all. Yeah, that's why. That's why I do say that the best part of Master of Mankind is the ending. <laughs> Uh, because it kind of takes that alert. whole... Just just a spoiler alert, guys. Shit happens in Master Mankind. Lots of spoiler alert. If you yeah. haven't read it, and you've been listening to us for the past five minutes, <laughs> go ahead and listen just to stop it and read it. Yeah. Don't. Finish this episode when you've uh, when you finish the book. <laughs> just don't. Uh, but it was kind of cool to see at the very end, like, the Emperor actually hey, kind of get a little messed up. Custodians yeah. not constantly winning all the time. Well, so... Okay, that's kind of nice, actually. I would actually argue that the Master of Mankind establishes that the Emperor is not a superhero because the echo of the first murder, right, the end of Empires, Mm -hmm. uh, knows that he can hurt the Emperor, if not kill the Emperor, and the Emperor knows that too. So, I mean, that's why the Emperor has to sacrifice Ra. You know, because the Emperor knows that he can't kill this demon that was born of the echo of the first murder that's potentially as old as the Emperor. So you start to see allegory in the sense that the the Emperor may not be all-powerful. There may be demons in the warp that are more powerful than the Emperor. Wouldn't he also the demon of the first murder be older than the Emperor? It's, so it depends on how you read that whole backstory that ADB wrote. So when when that little boy held up the skull and killed his uncle, that could be the first murder of it, his dead uncle. Yeah, of his yeah. of of, of his, it, so was that the first murder or was the first well, murder something well, that it's, happened? It's, before well, that? there was a pretty descriptive part of the story which explaining the first murder. You're right. So the emperor. It's, so, it's so supposed the, to be. It's implied to be Cain and Abel. Which would okay. predate the emperor. Predate yeah. so so maybe that's Kingly. it. And so, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is the. <laughs> so maybe that's the maybe that's the Sorry. litmus test. Maybe, Sorry. maybe the demons that are older than the emperor actually are more powerful than he is. Well, it is a common theme in in Warhammer in general. Just the older it is, the older it is, yeah, the more that's powerful right. it is. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm against that. <laughs> Yeah, old tech is best tech, old demons are strongest demons. <laughs> Get on my level, Emperor. I've got a rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most powerful rock in the universe. Because it was That's right. Your dinky power sword, but I got a rock. Bonk. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which would definitely predate the Emperor by at least several thousand years. Rocks, so you're telling me a rock stick uh, stronger than the Emperor? Nice. <laughs> the demon certainly is. True. Which, yes. like I said, was, was pretty cool to see the Emperor fighting. What? So... On equal footing with something else. Yeah, no, I think that was really cool. <laughs> with the actual, like the the tension being like, oh man, this dude could actually mess the emperor up. I know he's not gonna, because of you for know, reasons. Yeah. For reasons. Yeah. But still. Yeah. And I'm a and I'm a huge sucker for um, like callbacks and references to stuff. So when the first demon says its name. And I immediately recognized it as Abaddon's weapon, and I was like, oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. That yeah. What's the name of Abaddon's weapon? Drachnian, which uh, is the demon of the first murder. 
It's again. Like I said, I'm really bad with names. No, it's it, and also because you're no, like forty k. Yeah, because yeah. you start with thirty k. Oh yeah, I'm all over heresy. Yeah, so, yeah. Which makes yeah, me wonder, like, because it's always been said that uh, Abaddon got his sword from a golden-skinned creature. Yeah. So like, so, did he kill Ra? Did Ra get corrupted and just hand it over? So did Ra just pull it out? Of did Ra just pull it out and was like, here you go, all right, bye. Is there a story, real backstory of Ra apart from he was the son of something? No. Nope. That's also one of the things that bothered me. It's felt like he's scratching a little bit and then just, you know, I'm not gonna tell you that. <laughs> it's very, it's very. Uh, well, Ra was the like, son. Oh, uh, water thief. Yeah, the, but the, I would like yeah, to the have... Yeah, the woman who drained the last ocean. Kojazu. Yeah, but I would still like more backstory apart from somebody yeah. rubbing his little finger all over our face because, like, <laughs> no, they're gonna give you that story. I think so. that's the current theme in 30K is I would yes. love more backstory. <laughs> Do it! That's, yeah. really the, that's really the theme for any it's sci-fi from, setting like, that expands to a, a certain mine, level. Have you seen a list of all the 30K publications? Yeah. There's yeah. over a hundred. So if you little mini stories, novels, lot. audio dramas, there's yeah. over a hundred different stories to tell, and it's still so much. Yeah, it, it can it could be so much more. It's so crazy. So I would tell you, Caro, like if you get attached to characters the way I get attached to characters, right? Like ADB is not your guy. So yeah. ADB nope. writes big novels, and he writes them infrequently. Yeah. Graham McNeil is your guy because Graham McNeil oh God, writes I'm even worse figuring out which so many, so many small not like so. He writes series, really like is yeah, what it is yeah, it, 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 they're they're exactly man. So like you know, Wolf, uh, what is it, Wolf Mother? Um, some of the short stories that connect what happened after Outcast Dead to what happens um, on Crimson King. Which happens uh, on so I mean all of Graham McNeil's stories essentially link together, and they are series, and none of almost none of Graham McNeil's characters ever die; they just come back. <laughs> Stupid fact, our black name. So, um, so I think you would enjoy reading some of those novels. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Don't get attached to anybody in a Dan Abnett book. No. Don't get attached to anybody in an ADB book. ADB. <laughs> Because they write big, they write big novels and they have big body counts. I know, but still, it's, ADB sounds like H A B H E B A D H D. Yeah, exactly. Adi There we go. Yeah. No. Good stuff. Yeah. But it's all definitely worth reading. It's just a matter of you know what you. You need to figure out what you want and what's important for your books. Like I said, I cannot stand Monster of Mankind because it just feels like somebody's rubbing his little finger all over my face. But other books, I really enjoy a lot. Yeah. And I like I enjoy listening to you about this book because you have some backstory and you make it sound interesting. Well, for me, reading it, it's just not my type. Not, not my type of story. Man, that's got to be the first time a woman's ever told you you make something sound interesting. It probably is. Yeah, it probably is. Right? Yeah, right. I cannot fool up for everybody, but yeah. I'm trying to listen to dudes. Cool. Alright, well. I think that's been a nice little conversation. Whiskey-fueled. Whiskey-fueled. It's been a we nice... S- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we should definitely do this for a while. It's been a late Saturday night. It's Sunday morning now. Yeah, and we're just been is, uh, chilling out on the porch. Two thirty in the morning, talking heresy. Like, how crazy is that? Good people. Can we 
I'm Jesse with Dave, Stephen, and Carolyn. Hope you all have a good night. See you next week.